Salutations, people. Your boys back in the house. Back in the house. Watch myself. Ty Sosina here with with my guy, the Stephen Davis. Shit. Yeah. What's happening? What's going on, people? Driving higher every day. Back in here with this podcast without Marvin once again. Cause he's a bum. <laughs> he was a bum in fantasy, and he's a bum in podcasting. Damn, he, he losing like that, huh? Yes, man. Actually, let me be quiet because if he listens to this, he won't let me watch Power at his place tomorrow. <laughs> man, I don't know what took me so long. Power's a good show. Patrice, <laughs> let Marvin out the house, Patrice. <laughs> yeah, let Marvin out the house. I know y'all just in the newlywed stage, but goddamn. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, let's, let's jump right into it. 2016 continues to be a year full of shocking results and and things that you'd never see happen oh yeah the latest development almost said st louis sorry Steve. well i guess you don't care no, i don't care all right los angeles rams they have let go of their head coach jeff fisher fisher is out in la something i thought i would never see in in my lifetime really yeah i mean f- five seasons he's he's in his fifth i believe all losing seasons or eight and eight same cat who said in hard knocks you know they want to showcase their new team out in la la land we're not seven and 19 but they are currently standing at four and nine and after the last game even Todd Gurley broke out and uh then they chucked him the deuce chucking the deuce about damn time though it's about just like uh, just like lbj said time now here's a crazy thing though they just ex- they gave this man a contract extension. extension. <laughs> this is what happened in college. Last week, they just gave this man a contract extension just, just to get rid of him this week. Oh, my God. I don't know, bro. Make sense of this. Make make sense of this for me, Steve. Uh, I, I, I don't – man, this is crazy. So, it's so funny the, the path that Jeff Fisher has traveled <laughs> because in Tennessee, this man was looked at as, you know, one of the better coaches in the NFL – you know, got his team to a Super Bowl, and they were consecutively, you know, I mean, consistently, you know, a, a contender in in their in their perspective rights. But ever since then, it just kind of seems like his name has been used more than his actual um, coaching resume, resume or, or or acumen or prowess or prowess that he's that he's actually on the field because That's right. we as, got all the words as soon as he came to St. Louis I mean yeah it's a big name coach to kind of help probably rejuvenize the, the the franchise but to be honest with you nothing has come of that ever since you know he started yeah that first year they got excited because they had Sam Bradford and he won rookie of the year oh, yeah, but you're right. it's been it's been downhill since then man but and it, and it sucks because they have one of the better athletic defenses in yes. the NFL. Yes. But they just can't seem to put the pieces together. And now his resume is so tarnished that he's become the most uh, losingest. Lo- whatever we just say, like losing his coach <laughs> in the NFL. Like he's taking them L's. And I kind of feel like you know uh, what's the what's the owner's name. Sam something. Gronky? Uh, Gronky, yeah. So I kind of felt like he kept Jeff Fisher in this situation because they were in transition to L.A. 
and he didn't want the Rams to start fresh, fresh because I think he was thinking that Jeff Fishkin can at least get them like a 500 season, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, to make mm-hmm. them relevant in LA, in LA to get some uh, some excitement for the next year. But his his whole uh, strategy just kind of blew up in his face, you know, giving them, you know, the the um, opportunity to be on hard knocks. Like that, that, that was something that give highlights, I mean, a spotlight to the team. But at the same time, it's like, well, everybody's excited to see this rookie. Jeff Fisher doesn't believe in playing rookies that much. <laughs> so, so Jared Goff is just sitting on the bench, you know, you know, waiting for his opportunity. And now that he has his opportunity, you know, it still seems like it's too late uh, for, for them this year to actually pull something around. Their offense looks atrocious. Terrible. Oh my God. And, and, you know that that goes down to to coaching, so you know Sam Gronke. I mean that that whole situation got blown up in his face because he was trying to play it safe, keep the coach that we that he had to have that transition to L.A. And now that he's finally let him go, I think they're finally going to get on the path to be a better team because they have potential. They have a young so. nucleus, but right now they just don't have the coaching to kind of back that up. Uh, something that carried over from Tennessee, which which I think has some kind of merit, something that's exciting to, to look forward to. Kenny Britt. Low-key, mm. Kenny Britt, was he, he was doing his thing in Tennessee before he had the injuries. Mm. He brought him along to St. Louis and now L.A. Mm. But if you look at this man's, again, his resume. Okay, so he came in 2012. 7-8-1. Okay, first year with the team, all good. Next year, 7-9. Okay, you know, whatever, you know, we're working on it. Next year, six and ten. The next year, seven and nine. And this year, you know, you go to LA, you get the hard knocks thing, and you're four and nine before they, they release them. Okay, so I heard that game on Saturday, they faced the Falcons, one of the most explosive offenses in the league. The wow. Falcons scored six touchdowns. Dude, it was forty two to nothing. Like it quick, fast, and in a hurry. Oh my god. Check this out. The Falcons scored six touchdowns in the in the Coliseum. And this whole year, the Rams had scored five touchdowns. Oh, my God. The whole season. We are in week, what, 14? How does that happen? You have Todd Gurley in the backfield. You have Todd Gurley. I think people slip, sleep on Brian Quick. I think Kenny Britt is decent. Tavon they, they Austin. They don't use Tavon a, a, Austin as much. You got Lance Kendricks at tight end. Oh you know, perhaps, God. I guess, you need some help with, with the O-line. I mean, Gurley can't get up. But at the same time... It's it's just inexcusable. It's inexcusable. He's one of the coaches we talked about. You know that very very first podcast where he said some cats get get the axe quick and, and and other cats get to get to linger. But again, you know, Cavs Cavs win the finals. Cubs win the World Series. Uh, we have our president elect. Yeah. You know, it it just keeps happening. Wah, Stuff wah. you don't expect to happen happens, and now Fisher's out. Pink slipped. Well, I know LA's happy about that. I mean, I they're, they're paying three thousand dollars to see these trashy Rams, and they're like, "This coach doesn't need to be here." I guess, but at the same, <laughs> this is my thing. It's L.A. Do you think that? Do you think they even realize that they have a team? I don't think they do yet. <laughs> I don't think they realize yet. They out there living life on the beach. They still <laughs> riding the wave of Kobe retiring. Right yeah, now. <laughs> man. So, oh God, it's just. And again, defensive guy. He's a defensive guy, and his his defense. His I mean, defense hasn't even been that good this year. They've had some stinkers. They've they've had some of the. Okay, all right, all right. So this is the one thing I say about Fisher, which again keeps them inside this. Loop. And they got Mike Singletary on the team. 
Is he their, their linebacker's coach? Yes. <laughs> they stay in this loop. Oh, they do. I remember that. He was talking to Alec Oakshire yeah. and Hard Knocks, like, yeah, you're going to be the guy, you know. <laughs> um, defensive guy, single turn on the team, and this defense put up stinkers. But the one thing, that's where we're at, that keeps him in this loop. For some reason, and it's Thursday, so they're paying him right now as we speak. Seattle. The Rams, the Rams seem to have Seattle's number. Yeah, that's weird. So weird. This year, everybody has Seattle's number, mm-hmm. though. But when you're the Rams, you have all these sub-500 seasons, and you could beat a division foe, uh, Super Bowl champ, a couple years removed, I guess three years removed now? Two, two, three years removed now. Two years removed. It 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 speaks volumes, and it makes people think, hey, if we could just if we could just put it on together. this, just yeah. build on this, you know, the future is bright. Um, and here we are. Well, it's unfortunate because now the what the NFC West, it, w- what used to be looked at as one of the, the better best, yes, conferences, yeah. is now back to what it used to be, which is yeah, <laughs> I didn't think of that. One of the worst, you know, because Seattle is in a class of his own right now, and Arizona just kind of fell off the map after and, being a Super Bowl contender last year. Even that Seattle class isn't necessarily a class that you want to be on, exactly, especially without Earl moving forward. Wow, and then in the past when they were garbage, it was like they didn't necessarily have. You would look at the whole division, be like, and there isn't really ta- there was a lot of talent. There in was that a lot division. of talent in that division. But Even now, in San Francisco, San Francisco, there was a lot of talent. Is I don't know Chip Kelly. I don't understand why he's still a coach that's, right now. That's another one. I mean, at least he's only in what his third his third season. Man, Carlos Hyde, I think he finished the week as the second leading rusher in the NFL. To Le'Veon, of course, but he did that literally off of eleven carries. For like 150 yards. Wow. Don't worry. They still found a way to lose everybody. Oh, my God. And they just spent all that money on their new stadium. These fans paying premium dollars to see these bum-ass teams. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a good transition point. And then we have other fans paying premium dollars to not see who they're looking for. Let's, let's shoot over to the association. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. It's all the rage. You know, Christmas time coming around the corner. People buying these tickets so they can see their favorite players, especially the King, the MVP of the finals. Um, so Memphis in particularly uh, played the Cavs. LeBron didn't make the trip. Who else didn't make the trip? I believe Kyrie. Kyrie Kevin Love. And Kevin did not make the trip. Now we deal with some of these inter, you know, conference and division <clears throat> games. You literally have one chance to see that star player in your city. So, what do you think about, you know, the calling for these players not playing and the players, of course, saying, hey, I'm going to get this rest and focus on this ring? Well, as a former athlete. Thank you. Thank you for throwing that in. Yeah. I I have no problem with them having a rest. What's the statute of limitations on saying former athlete? What's the statute of limitations? Well, you know, that that, that was a while ago, I guess. (laughs) I guess it depends on the level you go to. I was a division... One athlete, okay. Let's just say that then. <clears throat> I played high school. I played high school, so there's <laughs> there's <laughs> that. <laughs> there's a different classification. All right, all right. But anyway, so I I don't have a problem with it because first of all, they play 82 games. That's a lot of games. That is a lot a lot of games, especially like if you look at the compared to high school where you pay play like 20 some games. College, you pay play maybe like 30 something 30 something games. Then in the NBA. It's like doubled or tripled, you know what I'm saying? So that takes a toll, especially if you've been playing for 10, 12, 
14, I don't know, all these years God in the NBA. you make the playoffs and keep playing, too. Yeah, and it, and it takes a toll on your body. And, and to be honest with you, the regular season, because the, the season is so long, the regular season is not that important as far as, like, making sure that you win games. You just got to make sure that you're doing okay to get to the playoffs. Because I feel like in all sports, the playoffs are essentially the only thing that matters. Football may be different because every game matters. There's 16 games, and every game matters. But when you got, like, baseball, 162 games. <laughs> Basketball, 82 games. The season is so damn long that eventually, yeah, your body's going to get tired. I don't think no human alive can play 82 games straight for 10 years straight and mm -hmm. just be fine. So eventually, mm -hmm. you need to take a little break. And I agree with Tyrone Lou. Like, he doesn't have to explain it. He's just like, I want to rest my guys because they earned it. You know what I'm saying? We won a championship. You know, they were out here working hard. Their their bodies are sore, and we got time to rest them so we can rest them. Unfortunately, for the fans' sake, it sucks because, yeah. you know, you'll spend, like one kid spend $800 just to go to uh, Memphis to see him play. Yeah, it sucks in that respect because I've been in that situation too. When hey, I tried he got to, to see Jr. Chokes <laughs> oh, on you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's another story. Anyway, I mean, I, I, it sucks for the fans. I understand, but I don't think the fans understand the athlete's perspective, and that's what I'm trying to tell you guys. Like, yeah, we they they're doing as much as they can to to go out there and entertain and do their blood, sweat, and tears, and make sure. You know they're out there on the court, but I feel like it's a different game. Um, it's it's a lot it's a lot more faster. There's a there's a lot uh, better athletes, um, and the longevity is harder to to maintain. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like you you gotta have a point where you get a little bit of rest. And yeah, it sucks. It happens in the, in the middle of the season sometimes, but the Spurs do it. And they've been doing it. They've they, been getting griped for it, but they've been winning. But they've been winning too. <laughs> so look at it. Look at it like that. Like if you're on a team and you play 82 games, would you want to play 82 games for 10, 12, 14 straight years? I don't think your body can handle that. So eventually, mm -hmm. like, all right, coach, my back hurting today. Can I, you know, can I take a break? And if the coach got your back, you should be happy about that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you you got opportunity, like LeBron said. He's been playing for 10, 12 years. I don't know how many years he's been playing. I forgot. But he's been playing all these years. He's been playing in every city. So there's opportunities for people to come see him. Yeah, you may have missed him this time, like that guy who went to Memphis. But that that's not to say you won't have that opportunity again. But cut him some slack. Goddamn. Like, I mean, <laughs> dude is tired. He's been working hard. He can do so much for his team. Just let him get a little break. He do it for the team. He do it for the city. For the city. Yeah. <laughs> Man, and you touched on playoffs. That's not even including uh, Olympic, the Olympic oh, games. Yeah. Man, this past year, well, that's summer. Different. He that's different. finally, he finally sat okay, out. Okay, I'm gonna say, yeah, he finally decided not to go. I feel like the Olympics is different as far as like that's the player's choice that they want to do. That they don't necessarily have to do it. So you saying if they do the Olympics that. They shouldn't hold that against uh, whatever they do, whether they play or not play in the actual no, the season. No, they shouldn't because they decided to go work extra hard and play overseas and risk the. the all right, all right, just to play devil's advocate, because you know all, you know all, you know some of our fans and all the fans in the NBA out there, you know America and everything with America is so important to them, and they want America to be represented the right way. Mm -hmm. You know we've gone to these pros because you know the cats in college weren't doing it. 
So, you know, isn't it important? Isn't the, isn't it them doing their duty as Americans, talented and putting the ball through the hoop and crab dribbling to represent the states? I don't think it's important because I think everybody in the world knows that America has the best basketball players. So what's the point of going every year and re, re, reproving that with some of the top talent? I mean, it's because it, it's that not even, is the only one-sided basketball game that you I'm, will enjoy that's what watching. I'm, saying. I'm like, it's not even a competition. <laughs> they blow them out. So what's it, the point of them going? Hey, it's something as someone you'll you know, get you'll get better competition in an exhibition game in the <laughs> United States than. Than going overseas, but you don't get the names, Steve. You don't get all the names, baby. <laughs> okay. Well, I was one of the people who said they should have boycotted this year in general, but I digress. It is. I think we're we're getting to a point, and the league may need to step in where they have. I don't think they're doing it because they're all about their, their paper. To be honest, there needs to be some kind of. Oh, this is so rough. This is so rough. I feel like there needs to be a contingency plan or something in place. To where, kind of like when you get a plane ticket, you can get insurance on it. You may not need to buy it in this case where you can get some money back if something happens. Mm-hmm. Where, hey, if I buy this ticket to see Golden State play, Steph doesn't play. Especially if it's not because of injury. Steph doesn't play. Clay doesn't play. KD doesn't play. Mm-hmm. There's Maybe there's some kind of plan where I can get a portion of my funds back. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I can get the funds and <clears throat> use them as like credit towards another ticket. You know, because they're not trying to give up that money. Because I, I feel what pl- fans are coming from. If if I'm in the West, I only get to see LeBron play once. And if that's my favorite play, and I spend money on this ticket, I'm like, hey, LeBron's coming. He doesn't come. I'm like, dang, I'm, I'm out this money that I spent for this ticket. But at the same time, who am I to tell LeBron, hey, I bought this ticket. You better come here and play. Like, But that's how fans feel, though. It's true. Players are getting all this money, but at the same time, it's not to say that they're not working for this money. And everyone with your regular day job is going to be like, oh, well, I work and do this and work and work and I don't make this much money. But but you take sick days. You take, you oh, please believe you, you take, take p- sick you days. Take PTO. You take that PTO. You, t- you get your holiday. Hey, some of these players don't even get holidays off. Right. They're traveling all the time. And regardless, I can say with a high, I'm not going to put a percentage, a high percentage of certainty that whatever you do in your nine to five or your second shift or your third shift, it doesn't amount to physically not only what these athletes do on the court in game time, but you know, early in the morning when they're lifting or when they're practicing <clears throat> to somewhat of full out. So especially when you add years and years and years and years, you know, so Yeah, I agree. So maybe there needs to be some kind of contingency plan, you know. That's why you take some things back to, you know, your convenience stores, get some store credit at least towards something else. Yeah, I hear you. But I think that's going to be hard to implement, and I don't. I don't think Adam Silver wants to do something like that because the NBA doesn't want to lose money. True. For one, and and two, I don't think the NBA agrees with what's going on in that situation either. But they don't have the power to stop it because mm-hmm. it's the coach's team. Like it's the that. coaches can decide whatever they want to do with the with their team, and if they try to step in then it's kind of, you know, messing up the flow of the NBA. Mm-hmm. So, like, that situation can be very, very sticky if, you know, Adam Silver tries to step in and say, okay, well, if this case happens, we need to figure out a, a resolution to to help the fans. 
I feel like his support team will be like, no, this shouldn't even happen in the general. We should talk to the coaches, and it just becomes a huge fiasco from there. I can dig it. So something's got to happen. <clears throat> we didn't but, even touch on the back to backs. They just did the CBA. So I'm about to say that, but it's a just, week longer. Yeah. <laughs> Try to get rid of some of the back to backs. I think their their break after the All Star game mm-hmm. is still extended. We'll see what happens, but I mean, at the end of the day, man, if if you bought it weary, you bought it weary. And it's so crazy because with this new CBA deal, man, these players they get paid a lot of money. Cash it out. A lot of money to be out on a court for 82 games plus if they make the playoffs a year. You know, I think the average salary now is going to be like $8 million, which is which is higher than every other sport. It's freaking crazy. So Put the pencils down and pick up a basketball. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't obviously, there's a high demand for the product, which is where the fans come and come in. If, if you're paying these guys at least $8 million a year, I should be able to come out, spend my money, and come see them, watch them play. But at the same time, they're human beings too. I mean, the body's breaking down. And, you know, LeBron's, what, 32, 33 years old? You know what I'm saying? Like, he's he's getting up there in age unless he wants to continue to preserve his... Okay, he's 31. He wants to continue to preserve his body for the longevity of his career. You know, he still wants to perform in the highest, you know, highest expectations. So he could catch Jordan? (laughs) I don't don't know if that's going to happen, but... You know what I'm saying? It's still it's still a valid point for him to want to take breaks sometimes. And if his coach is saying, "No, nah, I want you, I want to rest you," then then rest. I mean, I would rest too. I can do. But yeah, let us know your thoughts on this topic. I mean, obviously, you hear it from um, two two different point of views, um, which is probably how most of America feels, most in, likely in, in this situation. But um, let us know your thoughts. Make sure you like the videos. Oh, we haven't done videos in a while, huh? All right, so here's the scoop, man. You know, you know, 2017 coming back around. We gonna get back in the studio. Uh, we studio. may, we may holler, <laughs> we may holler at some of our our first contention correspondents and uh, get you guys some more visual videos. But in the meantime, in between time, in between time, y'all got the final word podcast. Soul check, for check, the ears. Check that. Check that. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all next time. Follow us on Twitter and all that fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. Swerve.